Sparev, Urachem, Vor Miatelek, Metzagrin, Yesasped Tavit Medzorianem, Tiv Mekararat, Talijit. Parevtes, and welcome to Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. I'm Asped David Medzorian of Ararat Lodge No. 1 here in Boston. We begin our 21st podcast with a grim headline from across the seas, the more than 30-year conflict between the Republic of Armenia and the Republic of Azerbaijan has come to a boil once again this week. On Sunday, September the 27th, Azerbaijani forces began a new offensive, attacking Artsakh, also known as Nagorno-Karabakh. Heavy bombing throughout the region, including the capital city of Stepanagert, has caused extensive damage. But the greatest loss is, of course, the loss of lives, both military and civilian. The fighting is continuing, and according to government announcements, the Azeri air attacks have now included communities within Armenia itself. Four years ago, following the April War of 2016, Knights from Ararat Lodge No. 1 here in Boston decided to do what they could to help the families, particularly the children, of the more than 100 brave men who gave their lives defending their homeland. And so, the Diaspora for Frontline Family Fund was born, partnering with the Children of Armenia Sponsorship Program, or CASP. Former Ararat Lodge Tarabed Nerses Zorabian led the charge, and he still is, with a team of dedicated men, including his own brother, working with him. To this date, more than $75,000 has been raised to aid the 62 children of our fallen soldiers. This latest Azari offensive in Artsakh has tragically brought with it the loss of even more soldiers, husbands, brothers, and fathers. Ararat Lodge No. 1, through the Diaspora for Frontline Family Fund and the Children of Armenia Sponsorship Program, continues its effort to raise money for the families of our brave fallen soldiers. My lodge brother, Nerses Zorabian, is with me now. Nerses, the mission of the Diaspora for Frontline Family Fund has never been more important, especially now. This latest attack from Azerbaijan, ported by Turkey in September of 2020 is uh, pretty much unprecedented. Never hostilities have been to this level since 1994 when the ceasefire was um, proclaimed. And even April War of 2016, though horrific, was never uh, at this intensity. So uh, we're likely looking to have more casualties, uh, more loss of human life. And uh, even though our military and our volunteers and all the organizations are pulling through together and supporting each other, and uh, our, our military is holding the line and protecting the civilians. All of that is coming at a high cost. We do not know the exact amount of casualties yet, and as the fights are still ongoing, that count is only going to rise. But it is pretty clear right now that we're going to have same, if not higher, number of casualties, which means more children potentially are going to lose their fathers. And in those military families, typically fathers are main, if not the only breadwinners. So on top of a loss of life, uh, loss of the loved one, loss of a father, we're also looking at a loss of financial means. And that's what our organization, uh, Diaspora for Frontline Family Fund, or DFFF, is looking to help them with. We cannot take away their pain from, from the loss of a loved one, but at least we can help them with the financial burden, and hopefully that helps. Now, being a member of the Knights of Vartan as you are, Tell me how the Diaspora for Frontline Family Fund and the Knights of Vartan, particularly Ararat Lodge in Boston, came together, and how has it been working so far? I think we, we were able to establish a 
good mechanism and a lot of cooperation. The organization started in 2016 uh, when the Apple War started. And uh, same as many other organizations or, or uh, Knights of Artan Lodges and OTAX, uh, we were all thinking, what can we do to help? The war was uh, you know, pretty devastating and sitting here in diaspora, all of us wanted to do something. So a lot of ideas were, were coming and um, people just didn't know what to do. And a lot of initiatives were well-intentioned, but you know, potentially not very efficient or weren't targeting the most high priority issues or there was a disparity in help. Some families were being helped uh, quite a bit and then some others were not getting any help, for example. Those families that were affected and were in Yerevan were getting more attention because they were easier to reach. Meanwhile, some families in remote villages that were right at the border were not you know, being noticed. So we thought to develop a mechanism where we can identify all the families affected, identify those that are needed the most in terms of whether we go uh, after helping wounded soldiers or families that have been displaced or the you know, families that lost their loved ones. And essentially, we, we thought that the best way we can apply our, our support is helping uh, the most vulnerable, helping children, helping children that just lost their fathers. And that's how the FFF came to be. And as soon as we came up with the idea and developed a plan that makes sense, put the steps together, you know, our ad lodge just threw its full support behind the project. And that not only meant that OSPADs were donating and helping us, but also everyone was donating their time, which was also very appreciated. We started throwing fundraisers, connecting funds to be able to send to the families. The next challenge was with uh, mechanics. How do we get that money to those that need them? So we're collecting it, but how do we get it there? How do we get it there efficiently? How do we make sure that it's done transparently? You need connections do there, don't you? You need some pretty good connections in Armenia. Absolutely. You need to have good connections and you need to have efficient mechanisms. And every organization that does any kind of charitable work, they have management costs, they have administrative costs, and rightfully so, because they need to have staff, they need to have computers, they need to have cars. But we felt that this particular situation was so unique that we needed to find a way to not have any overhead or rather cover that overhead through our own pockets. So whatever donors are paying would go directly to the families, the entire 100% of it. We got into a partnership with CASP, which is Children of Armenia Sponsorship Program, and they are part of FAR, Fund for Armenian Relief. And working with them, they already had programs in other regions, including Davush, where they were helping children who lost one or both parents. Um, so they already had some experience with this. And uh, we developed a great partnership and great relationship with them. And working with them, we were able to transfer those funds directly to the families, get the verification, get all the receipts, and make sure that 100% of the donated funds get to the families without any overhead. Additionally, we were able to get a 501c3 mechanism in place. So this way, our donors were able to get their 501c3 tax-deductible receipts. So it helped to have this whole process developed um, and have the support and partnership of Knights of Artan, Arad Lodge, uh, some other uh, New England lodges also uh, pitched in. Uh, RP Otak in Boston also helped us, and, um, and obviously CASP was a big part of the process. Let's talk for a moment about geography and topography. Uh, had it not been for the COVID pandemic, a number of us, myself included, would have actually visited Artsakh about two weeks ago um, as a prelude to Veratat Haydenik number five. 
I don't know, Narcissus, if you have been there yourself. I have not. But for those who have not been there are not familiar with that part of the region, what is it like? Uh, is it a very mountainous region? It is, is it, uh, how would you describe it as opposed to other parts of Armenia? It is a beautiful mountainous region. If you look at the images, it's just a lot of green and beautiful mountains. The region has been historically known as the birthplace of a lot of our heroes, a lot of our fighters, uh, which is why despite their complete numeric and financial disadvantage against a much larger force like Azerbaijan, they're still able to defend their beautiful country. Have you been there yourself? My ancestors are actually from uh, Shushi, which is one of the epicenters in, in Artsakh, one of the cultural centers. Um, I have not been there recently, but mm-hmm. uh, it is a point of pride for me that my ancestors are actually coming from Shushi. Both of my parents have had a chance to visit the region many times over the past 30 years, and uh, they described it very much the way you did, that it was a very beautiful mountainous region, these lovely expanding vistas in every direction. This is not uh, the last in this series of events. It's, seri- it's simply the latest. So once the money gets there, how will it go to help the families of those who have lost that loved one? Uh, the funds uh, are, are taken directly to the families and they're giving to the living parent. Uh, typically in those families, uh, men were the ones that fell in a line of duty protecting our homelands and, and mothers are left to pick up the pieces and um, pretty much they're, they're unsung heroes of, of the situation. So the how to spend the funds is at the discretion of, uh, of mothers. And uh, what we realized is that at that young age, and especially in the mountainous regions when it gets really cold, you know, children are growing fast and uh, every year they probably need a new winter coat. So our calculation was that perhaps, you know, those funds will be used for a new winter coat every year and also school supplies uh, for, for every year as, as children go from one grade to another. However, the, the funds are just given to mothers and they, they know best how to spend it for their family. How long will this particular fund help these families? Are we talking a couple of years? Are we talking until the children reach adulthood? I mean, or is there not a specific time set? Initially, when we started uh, the project in 2016, we committed to supporting those families for five years. As we were ending uh, the end, as we were nearing the end of those five years, we we thought to uh, review our, our commitment again, and and we we thought about this, and we realized that a lot of children, when this started, they were one, two, three, four years old. So five years later, they're still at a very tender age, still vulnerable, and still needing help. Just because five years have passed, it does not take away their their needs and their need for financial support. So we decided to extend our commitment until the youngest child uh, turns 18 years. Uh, and once they turn 18, they graduate from, from this program. That was for the April War children. And now with the September War, I think the, the list of children is, is uh, fortunately, sadly, tragically, it's only going to grow. We're looking to hopefully uh, support these children as well until they are 18 years old. It depends on how much funds we're able to raise for that. And that's where we're going going to concentrate our efforts. What does that entail to actually make this all work? Uh, I would think that there would be a tremendous, um, in fact, I know there is because you talked about it uh, briefly before we were on the air, a tremendous amount of communication between you and uh, your counterparts in Armenia. I mean, there's a lot of logistics that have to be worked out and all of that. Tell, tell us a little bit about what 
goes into making all of this work? Absolutely. Uh, before I answer your question, I'd like to clarify that even though I'm, I'm the chair and uh, probably have been the face for, for many for, for this project, this is not something that <laughs> anyone could have done alone. I've had a lot of support. I had a lot of uh, help with the founding members of this organization from Arad Lodge and just friends and family and Armenian community, uh, mostly in Boston, but also our, our friends and, and family uh, from in Armenian communities from around the world. So this this has truly been uh, a group effort, and it would not have been possible without that. It's also um, a family affair, too. Your brother is working with you, one of my fellow Ospeds. Yes, my younger brother, uh, Zarabian, is also a member of uh, Arab Lodge, and he's been a founding member of this initiative, as as, as well as uh, a few other Arab Lodge uh, Knights. Um, so it is certainly a family affair. It's a community affair. You know, it's it's a family in a larger sense of, you know, all of us as, as Armenians, because we received a lot of support and help from, from everywhere. But more to the point to, to your question um, about the efforts, it takes tremendous amount of efforts. I mean, the first year was extremely challenging because uh, we were trying to get the list of the children and make sure that we cover all children that were affected by this. And there were no lists available. Uh, we had to cross-reference three, four different databases uh, that were put together from different people, um, including you know some from the government that were incomplete, from different organizations were also incomplete or had irregularities, had wrong last names for children, wrong, uh, wrong dates of birth. So it was a lot of work to cross-reference everything and talk to uh, activists that were actually on the ground, working in those regions, helping those regions um, to get specific information and clarifications from them. And uh, we're able to build a whole database. And that was the initial challenge. Of course, the next challenge is raising those funds. Uh, fundraising is is not easy, especially when you feel the pressure of trying to help those families. You know, it's such a big commitment and they, they're so deserving. And not only the soldiers who pay the ultimate sacrifice are, are the heroes, but those families that are left behind, the mothers that are left behind to care for the children and carry them and pick up all the pieces, whether it's financially, emotionally, educationally. So just thinking about that um, gives us energy and allows us to to continue doing our fundraising. But it is certainly a lot of work and, and we we need a lot of help. And made all the more difficult this year, of course, due to the COVID pandemic, the fact that so many people here in the United States are, are either uh, without work or earning a lot less than they normally would. And uh, so, you know, again, it's, it's a sacrifice for everybody, but certainly worth it. Absolutely. Uh, it's been difficult to plan any fundraisers. Uh, in fact, we had to cancel fundraisers that we had planned for earlier this year before even the September 2020 war started. Nersis, talk about what people need to do who would like to donate and uh, help these families in Artsakh. What can we do? Um, people can go to, to our website, which is the www.kov, as in Knights of Artan, CASP, as in Children of Armenia Sponsorship Program, .org, kovcasp.org. And um, they can uh, donate on the website. We have um, uh, we have a section for donations. We take Venmo, we take credit cards, we take checks or payments made by check. We can provide 501c3 tax deductible receipts. Uh, and on the same website, you can actually follow our news as we have few uh, fund fundraiser ideas uh, in the works right now. And as soon as more details are available, we're going to post that right on the website. 
So please follow us on the website. Please uh, support us. Please donate so then uh, we can uh, transfer those funds to families that will certainly need it due to the September war. And let's hope that this is a war whose end is very, very soon for everyone's sake. Absolutely. This war has been horrible, but as we all know, Artsakh people are resilient and we will pull through this. So what happens now? Uh, We're about to enter October now. The weather is beginning to get colder. The days are becoming shorter. And uh, pretty soon, before any of us know it, winter is going to be knocking at our doors. And uh, your work and the work of all of the others who are involved in this uh, effort will become even more important and more dire. Absolutely. We're looking at potentially people being displaced in addition to all, you know, losing their, their loved ones. Um, it's too early to tell things are changing every day, but one thing that, that's for sure is that we're going to need to support uh, our heroes. We're going to need to support their families. So I hope that um, people uh, listening to this will, will come to the website, will donate, will help us uh, with all the fundraising efforts uh, so we can all come together as one, come together as a family and support our families that pay the ultimate sacrifice. Amen to that. And of course, as we were saying, there are a number of different ways that people can find out uh, more about this. Of course, the most important resource is the website at uh, kovcasp.org. And uh, that is the the website for the drive itself, um, for the uh, Diaspora for Frontline Family Fund and the Autodot Lodge fundraising drive, and where you'll find out all the information and also be able to donate. And also, please keep checking the uh, Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page um, for late news there and some of the different Armenian media sites which are offering coverage of what is happening there in Artsakh, which, as, as you've said yourself, Nair says, it's changing not only on a daily basis but almost on an hourly basis. So what uh, may be good news or bad news today could be very different in just a matter of hours. So I wish you all the best on in this effort. And uh, to the people of Artsakh, we send our good wishes, our prayers, and hopefully as many of our dollars as we can because they will need it. The families of those young men who have made the supreme sacrifice in the defense of their homeland, they deserve everything that we can give. So we will certainly do our best to honor them in that way. Nerzis, thank you so very much and uh, keep us up to date. And uh, of course, we'll be talking to you again uh, a bit later on as this effort continues, and uh, hopefully we'll have some really good news at that point. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. My very special thanks to my Aradat Lodge brother, former Tarabed Nerser Zarabian, the chairman of the Diaspora for Frontline Family Fund. We hope that you'll join us and donate to this needed effort. The best way to do so is through the website at kovcasp.com. That's K-O-V, as in Knights of Vartan, C-A-S-P dot org. Once there, you'll be guided through the process to donate. It's very simple, and you'll have some choices as to how you can make your donation. I'll have a direct link to the website on the Talking Vartan and Autodot Lodge Facebook pages. For the latest news on the situation in Artsakh, you can log in at evnreport.com, arminpress.am, and panarmenian.net, and I'll have links to these sites on our Facebook pages as well. In addition, keep a check on our Knights and Daughters of Arts on Facebook page for late information, including photos and other material. 
The Knights and Daughters of Vartan website can be found at kofv.org. And we're also on social media through Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of our media resources, including our digital and print publication, Avaraid, are managed by our wonderful liaison in Armenia, Bohar Palya. You can reach her at knightsofvartan at gmail.com. For comments, questions, and suggestions for the Talking Vartan podcast, you can always reach me at talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com or through the Talking Vartan Facebook page. My thanks as always to Mal Barsamian for our theme music, Lorki Lorki, from his album, One Take, Armenian Dance Songs. I'll leave you today with these words for Fallen Soldiers by Robert Lawrence Binion. They shall not grow old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. I'm Osbed David Midzori in Avaradat Lodge Number 1 in Boston, and this is Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. Shunorda Galen, Sireli Paregamneh.